Hello, and welcome to another episode of Woman in Math, The Limit Does Not Exist. My name is Anushka, and I am currently a student at PCC. This is being recorded in November of 2020 during the infamous coronavirus pandemic. I hope all of you guys listening at home are staying safe, or perhaps it's completely over with, and you guys can invent a time machine and tell me from the past all about it. The topic of today's episode is Marie Curie. So Marie was a female Polish scientist in the 1800s, and among the numerous accolades she collected throughout her life, the most notable was that Curie would be the first woman to win a Nobel Prize. And not only the first woman, but the first person to win two Nobel Prizes. And her first prize was in physics, and her next would be in chemistry. Now, of course, this is a math podcast, and none of those are necessarily math prizes. And many speculate that this is that the reason why there is no math category for the Nobel Prize is because Alfred Nobel supposedly had competition with his mistress's significant other who was a mathematician. Of course, whether that's true or not, we'll never truly know, but it's a fun story nonetheless. Marie's life is a very good example of how far grit can take you in life and also to show us that most math does not exist in a vacuum Um, and that although pure math exists there is also this kind of field of applied math um, and using math in order to fuel your other passions of science or art um, and other such disciplines. Marie was born as Maria in Warsaw, Poland And at the time she was born, it was when Poland and Russian relationships were extremely tense. And so in Poland schools, they had to teach Russian-approved curriculum. And what this meant is that there was no Polish curriculum and that all instruction would be done in Russian. um, And kind of all the history that they learned about was from the Russian perspective. And while Maria was studying in school, Um, Her mom and her eldest sister would die, and like many others, she threw herself into her work. She became a very quote-unquote serious child, um, and many people around her said that she was robbed of her childhood. And even though she finished high school as a top student in her class two years early with a gold medal, She would later say that that was kind of an empty achievement for her because of the personal tragedies in her life. Yet she wanted to continue with her education, and at that time no Polish schools could give diplomas to women, Um, so she had to find another way to do that. And another barrier for her was the cost of education, and her dad was unable to pay um, for her potential tuition. And so... Maria and her other sister, Bronia, joined something called the Floating University. And the Floating University was an illegal underground university in Poland. And if the two were caught, they would have been taken to jail and incarcerated. But what the Floating University did is basically taught them the basics of what they wanted to learn at a much cheaper cost. The Floating University also took female students, whereas doctorate programs in Poland did not at the time. 
However, money would still remain an issue. So the compromise that Maria and Bronia made was that Maria would take a job as a full-time governess, which is essentially a live-in tutor, so that she could earn money to get Bronia through university. And then after her sister became a doctor, her sister could pitch back for Maria's education. And eventually this would happen, and years later she would get access to a chemistry, uh, chemistry laboratory and be accepted by um, a university in France to continue her studies. And yet again, money was kind of an issue, um, and so although she had collected enough money to pursue her chemistry degree, she didn't have enough money to meet, her math uh, to meet the money requirement for her math degree. And she kind of asked around, um, and many of the senior French scientists kind of recognized her innate ability and strength in those fields. And she was awarded a scholarship um, for being an outstanding Polish student. And she was commissioned by the Society for the Encouragement of National Industry um, to do studies about magnetic properties of different steels. and their chemical compositions and through that she also got more experience in lab work. So eventually in 1893 she would get a master's degree in physics at the top of her class and in 1894 the next year she would get a master's in math. This time the top spot eluded her and she would get second which was an amazing feat um, for a woman at the time because of the barriers both implicit and explicit in higher education. And even after she was nominated um, to go to Sweden to receive the Nobel Prize for her work with pitch blend, which is uranium ore, um, as well as with radiation in general, um, she declined <laughs> that visit initially. And her parents and her friends um, had to encourage her saying that, you know, this opportunity won't come again. And so eventually she was convinced to go, and that's how she received um, her first Nobel Prize. And at the time, World War I was also um, starting to gain traction. And as a woman who was living in France, um, Marie wanted to help the people on the front lines. And, you know, she wasn't a trained soldier or a trained medic. Um, so instead, her and her oldest daughter, Irene, who was 17 at the time, they made portable radiography units, which are essentially like portable x-rays, um, and they went on battlefields and they trained other medics and doctors um, on how to use them. And Marie was an incredibly selfish, a selfless person, um, and one of the things that she did is she tried to give away um, her Nobel Prize so that they can make airplanes out of that material since metal was very valuable um, at the time. And they obviously, once they figured out what it was, uh, rejected it and sent it back to her. Um, but Marie was ex incredibly um, self uh, selfless and she became a hero um, both in Poland, France, as well as abroad here in the United States. And in her time, women were often mistreated and disvalued in and outside of the laboratory. And Marie yet pushed through that, as well as, you know, the numerous personal tragedies in her life um, and circumstances, uh, which, you know, didn't put her in incredibly 
um, financial stable position all the time and she yet pushed through to be one of the most amazing uh, female scientists and mathematician you know perhaps to have ever lived um, and although she took a stand that the ideas of women in academia um, are extremely important um, and critical in order to advancing kind of our world as a whole um, obviously the values that she believed in you know aren't necessarily the ones that are going to be upheld throughout the decades and so that's kind of our job to do is to fix the gap for the generations to come um, and as well as recognize the contributions of women in math you know applied math as well as the sciences um, so that we can appreciate those and that we can learn from those um, and I think Marie really teaches that a lot of people are robbed by circumstance and so it doesn't make sense you know to fear things ahead of us but instead just do the best we can and that there is always a way